What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Very Dependent Podcast, where we depend on the Verde and Black for our everyday vibes. Today, we will spend the first half reviewing the playoff picture with two games remaining before discussion about Austin FC2's playoff run. We will spend the second half talking about EAFC 24 ratings and end it with a stoppage time rundown of the hottest Austin FC, MLS, and World Footy storylines of the past week. I'm Logan Bartley, a.k.a. Lobar. I'm Logan Jones, a.k.a. Lojo. What's up, everyone? This is Paul, a.k.a. Low Paul. All right, let's get it. Uh, so let's start with the playoff discussion, right? So <laughs> playoffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you talk about playoffs. Facts. So Austin currently stands in 10th place with 38 points. Uh, they're currently tied with SKC, who also have 38 points, but they're in 11th. Um, and there's two games remaining in the season. FC Dallas sits one spot ahead of us in ninth. They have 41 points and three games to play after Saturday's match against Colorado was postponed due to weather. Um, we play LFC, LAFC in our home uh, final home match on Saturday and then end the season at San Jose on decision day, all of which I think can truly be classified now as must wins. So what are y'all's vibes? What are y'all's feelings? What are y'all's thoughts going into the final stretch? I'm going to start with Lojo, who's actually sitting right next to me today. So hey, everyone come to you live from Lobar's bedroom. So you might be really jealous, but I am, <laughs> but let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think this is pretty, I, I think these are two difficult games for different reasons. One being LAFC is just a, a strong team. They probably aren't at their fullest potential uh, as of right now and probably aren't playing their best footy right now. Um, but you still can't uh, take them for granted or, you know, take the, take a game, you know, lightly. Uh, it's it's going to be a hard one, even though we're at home, we just had a really good result. And I think if we kind of go into this game with a similar mindset, we have a chance. Um, but then you've got uh, San Jose uh, th- on decision day. Um, and we have not beaten San Jose um, in five games. I forgot about that. Yeah, we haven't beaten San. We just can't get a result. Uh, even if we do, it's a, just a draw. Um, so we just have challenges against both these teams. One because they're strong, the other one we just can't seem to figure them out. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound good for our chances, but um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I, it's not looking good for in my eyes. Paul, what do you got to say? Yeah, I mean. I'm just kind of glad that this these are the last two games, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I am excited to see how we're going to fare out against LAFC because um, it would have been a different reaction, mind you, if the result against DC went a different way. But right. it looked like we were doing a good job generating chances, you know, obviously good goal scoring football. Um, and, you know, on the West Coast, you have LAFC turning it back on. Yep. Going five to one. Uh, and, you know, it just takes a, a Denny Buanga hat trick to get back in form. Who would have thought? Um, so it's going to be really good to see both of these teams uh, matching up at Q2, uh, both on on uh, a dub. Um, yep. But all that to say, I'm really not looking, you know, I'm not I'm not keeping the hopes up all that high to make the playoffs. I mean, in this expanded format. To get ninth place, you know, it's like, you know, everyone's kind of given a chance, you know, and and for us to even have to struggle this hard. I mean, that's just kind of where this season has been as a whole. And I'd rather not risk any more injury, um, I feel that. you know, and, and trying to like really force something that we actually don't deserve. So, 
Absolutely. I think you have every right to not get your hopes up for this. Yeah, especially, I mean, you mentioned Buanga got the hat trick uh, this weekend, and that's just PTSD, man, because last time yeah. I'm, there might have been one in between because he's that good. But last time I remember him getting a hat trick was against Austin. We were, you know, Paul and myself were in San Antonio chilling with Lojo, and we just watched Austin FC get fucking stomped. <laughs> the most painful game probably Dude, we've ever watched. We that, one, that one was rough. Game. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah, man. At least we had pizza. Yeah. At least we had pizza. Yeah. So seeing Buanga hit that against Minnesota, who's, you know, comparable to us. I mean, they're ahead of us in the standing shit. So it's like, right. Um, seeing them beat a, a on paper better opponent, um, like it's, you know, child's play is is pretty 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 scary, and then you know Lojo said we we haven't beat San Jose yet. I completely forgot about that. That honestly scares me, um, especially on decision day two. They're in the spot where they might also be fighting for their playoff spot at that point. I think they're in seventh right now with like 42, yeah. 43 points. So you know, given what what the results look like to end this stretch, they might also be in that, um, you know, that do or die, must win scenario. So. I'm nervous, right. but I mean, I think there's just too much writing on it, man. There's just yeah. way too much, you know, like we have to figure out who's going to draw, who's going to lose, who, you know, we got to win. And like, bro, I, we just got our first one in 10. So I, I think Lobar made a really good point there. We're not going to be playing a team uh, at the end of our season who doesn't really have anything to lose uh that yeah. I, well, you know, they're, they're going to be playing for everything. Uh, we're not playing some second place team who, you know, would be sitting players, whatever it may be, uh, just getting preparing for playoffs. We're going to be playing someone who is probably p- potentially fighting for something more than a wild card. So they're going to be giving yep. our their best effort uh, as well. It's true, man. So I'm I'm curious to see what Wolf has um, planned specifically for LAFC. Right after we saw Owen Wolf starting at the at the fullback and um, a, a little. Injury scares here and there. I mean, he he mentioned it in the post game conference that hopefully all is good. Bison had heat uh, heat exhaustion, so right he be good to go. But I'm just I'm just hoping Stuber stays healthy, man. I mean, so we don't have to play Wolf at goal keeper. <laughs> oh, you mean Wolfito? Yeah, we we don't need to see him at keeper. <laughs> Facts, dude. So hey, it's gonna George. <laughs> Shout out George. Shout out George. He is a good sport about everything. I, I mean, Jorge. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be weird, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see how Driussi comes, you know, how he plays following this solid performance. Um, he's had an up and down season. And I think, you know, we have solid momentum with some guys that need it. Looking at Driussi, looking at even a guy like Will Bruin. Yeah, uh, especially I was going to Bruin is a good shot. Yeah, Hedges Valencia, well. bro. Yeah, Valencia too. Valencia's been been playing his ass off and um, getting time because of it. So but Valencia's playing the position he was signed when we when we signed him he was playing so yeah like oh wow you actually played me where i'm supposed to be uh, you'll see how talented i actually am facts man facts um let's look at halftime let's look at austin fc2 uh you know the other side of the coin compared to the first team they are successfully making a run in the playoffs right now they're um the four seed going up against tacoma who is the two seed mm-hmm. um so I guess we'll rewind that a little bit. Austin FC2 beat SKC2 uh, this this weekend, a 2-0, convincing win on the road. Um, I think, you know, 40,000 different tweets went out talking about scare money, don't make money, oh, maybe. Some players throwing the money sign up. Yeah. yeah Everybody was, was talking, talking mad shit about that. 
Um, it was our own version of like the Colorado versus Colorado State football. The coat Dion and yeah. what's his face, yeah. Jade Norville. Something like that. Jabbing each other. So it was yeah, cool yeah, to see yeah. the players kind of play. They're they're, uh, they're playing for clicks. We gotta we gotta wins. loan out the we gotta loan out the Lamator down to uh, FC two because they can nice. definitely use that. Well, they've been fine, man. I mean, you know, this is just kind of a continuation of uh, the form that they started the season off with, you know, like really, really strong performances. You know, I think it was uh, David Rodriguez who had that first goal and then yep. um, uh, AOC winning the pen um, yep. to to seal the deal at the at the end there. And I mean, I think against Tacoma, I'm trying to remember um I don't have the results that we, how we played them uh, in the regular season, but I feel like we were doing a pretty good job, you know, uh, holding our own against them uh, back in the summer. And so something tells me that as long as we, as long as Brett Utley is doing the right thing in terms of uh, getting the, the younger players minutes, like early on in the game uh, and then closing it out with the more veteran season players, I think we're going to be in a good spot. And then obviously it really helps having the goalkeeper of the year, uh, and Damian loss back there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that, man. I think we're seeing guys step up, you know, with, with Kip Keller going out injured and then spending so much time on the first team, we're seeing Mazzaferro and, um, Hafferty step up in the center and end up winning, you know, being, being, uh, reputable defenders. So, um, to, to your point, Paul, the, the one match that, that I looked up, we lost one zero against Tacoma, but mm. One zero is encouraging, given how you know how well Tacoma's done this year. They they finished, I think, second all around. Yeah, they ended up in, in second place. Yes, yeah, I remember the they were they were always kind of up in the the top half. So yeah, yeah I guess I had my my stuff. No, you could, but still, I mean, it's like when we played Colorado every game. It's like if we went out one yeah. zero or a draw, like we knew mm-hmm. that was solid, just given how dominant they were. We split the season series with Tacoma Defiance just to go back. Uh, we won actually. It was we won up there uh, shortly after Austin FC to uh, the uh, first yeah. team won. That's in what it was Seattle like in well. Portland, yeah, or Seattle. They That's won in was. Seattle, and then I think the day after Austin FC two played against Tacoma Defiance. Goddamn right. Yeah, it's gonna be cool to see see them on the road again. You know, bring that grit, bring that momentum to them uh, to uh, to this match. So. If we win this game, if Austin FC wins this weekend against Tacoma, and I think it's San Jose is the other lower seed in the other side of the bracket, or the other end of the bracket. Yeah. Um, if both of us win, we'll host the semifinals. So that's what's up. Hell yeah, come on. But if Colorado Carmel Lane's wins, a fucking fortress, G. Hell yeah, dude. But if Colorado wins, then obviously we'll we'll go to to uh, Colorado Springs wherever they play. But yeah, man. So it's exciting to see. Um, Everybody followed the second team, man. Like they're actually playing playoff football. They're playing their ass off. Uh, Brett and the roster is good. You yeah. know, like the roster is good for it. Like they're they're bringing Damian down um, to stay back there. I'm I imagine CJ might have a shout. You know, uh, if they make a deep run too. So yeah. I think it'd be cool to see him come back and and just play absolutely boss the wing. Yeah, competitive game. So. Yeah, uh, let's take a quick break before we move on to this uh, discussion around EAFC ratings. Yeah. Video games.
All right, we're back. So we're going to look at the uh, the ratings for the new EAFC, I guess, franchise, you know, formerly known as FIFA, um, and kind of look through some of Austin FC's like expected ratings um, and look at some surprises. I think the Austin FC um, media team posted, posted some stuff on Twitter about this to to show the players that were maybe a little disgruntled about their ratings. So let's start with the expected. Uh, and what we mean by that is like, that should be their rating. It makes sense that that's their rating. So looking at Drew UC, we'll start there. So he's rated 78 overall, um, which in MLS, I think is like the 12th highest player rated in the entire game for the league, something like that, 15th. Um, I think last year he ended about a 79 or so at the highest, maybe 80 at the highest. Yeah. And that right. was when he was rocking MVP numbers. So I would say that's expected. He's a top 15 player in the league when healthy. Ratings wise, he's a top five player in the league when healthy in the league. So these ratings are always a little outdated. They're always not going to be perfect because it's MLS and they just don't actively keep up the same way they would with the Premier League. But I think that's solid. Another guy, I think Ragoni at 72. I feel like that's pretty fair. I don't know, man. I actually, this might be a hot take, but he might be a little lower. My but Okay. And even in the recent stretch of run of form, though, like since Dries, got injured, like the second half of the season, he was creating a shit ton, like dribble skills. He's fast as shit. Can, can I mean, in fly. comparison, in comparison, I'm just throwing this out there. Mihailo Mudrik is a 75 at Chelsea. And you're telling me that right. that uh, right. Rigoni is a 70. But see, that's what I'm saying about the outdated shit. Like that's. That's like 17-year-old Mudrik, you know what I mean? Like, before they updated, he hadn't scored his goal yet. You know, like, that's definitely an outdated. Oh, so he's a 76 now. He's like a 78, 70. <laughs> right, right. In line with three. No, maybe. but, like, anyway. for like if we're looking at overall picture, Rigoni's teetering on that 70 in my mind, honestly. That's fair. I was, I would, if I saw him at a 69, nice. Um, I would be like, that's fair. That's a fair point. I, I, I'll, I'll accept that. But well, that's perfect transition then to ring. Um, ring at a seventy seems fair given that he's a center back one. So this is his rating at center back um, in the game. I don't know. I think last year at CDM he was seventy four rated. So mm -hmm. I feel like at center back that's pretty fair. I'd say that's yeah. I mean, I think that's good. Uh, we were talking off camera, off mic with in between each other, and we were kind of saying how. Center backs in the MLS don't really get a lot of mm -hmm. love. Uh, you said Cialini was an 80, yeah, which is the highest rate of one. Uh, that might be a little outdated, but then you said what, Walker, yeah, like Zimmerman? Walker Zimmerman and um, Kai Wagner are both 76 overall, and they're like the top two center backs in the league. Right. You know, there's there's others out there like in Cincinnati and whatnot now. So too, but... to say Alex Ring is a 70 would I at a center back fair uh you know john gallagher probably needs to be a little higher as he was our all-star and only has a 64 probably a better defender than alex ring was i don't understand that yeah right yeah. and it, it's interesting to look to at ring though like in the context of looking at like diego chata and yimmy chata like those dudes they're set he's mm -hmm. a diego is a 74 and so it's like he's been regarded as one of the best defensive midfielders in the league for a long time ring was that rating last year when he was a CDM in the game. So right. it's probably around the same skill set. Um, and then the last expected one was Stuver at a 68. And this is my take. I think that's fair. Um, 
given wait he's at a 68 dude yeah yeah goalkeepers dude, i'm are looking at position yeah i'm looking at william yarborough from fucking colorado and he's at a 69 nice uh, that's man, maybe not like then. what come on now yeah it's, I, to be fair i didn't look too much into comparisons for keepers so if yarborough is a 69 Stuber should be at least a 70 a minimum 70 or yarborough should be like a 67 and you know go down super says in some way yarborough needs to be lower than Stuber. exactly yeah. he should be in the 50s my g yeah i wonder but then you have to understand like the weird like these ratings come from just weird because everybody gets the the statistics in EAFC or FIFA impact everyone. So you're scoring depending on whatever they put like your shot taking at, which is totally irrelevant to a keeper uh, that, you know, that could totally plummet your, you know, who, how can we, how can we just mathematically say that Yarborough is a better shooter than Stuber? I don't know. Right. No, those types of things like players in Madden back in the day used to have like punting, Oh uh, yeah, like stats. Yeah, and it's just like, how can we articulate right. what a, what a center's punting accuracy is? Like that makes no sense. Yeah, you've never seen him punt because he kicked in college once. Anyway, so some of these are very arbitrary and they do impact the overall grade, and it's kind of hard. But you know, you would hope that they'd at least kind of fluff things and just make that overall probably the best they could. Yeah. Um. Going into a good transition to get into the surprises aspect of this is something to keep in mind that I've noticed, like Stuber, for example, he's been, you know, I I can confidently say top eight, maybe and like say percentage in the MLS the last two years, probably higher around that, though. And if you look at his like shot stopping or his um whatever that would translate to in FIFA, like shot blocking or some bullshit, like they have a, a stat for that and positioning and whatnot. Is it going to be top eight compared to other keepers in MLS? Like, are is the EA team really staying on top of it for each league and all the games and no. saying, okay, looking at you know two year trends, five year trends, whatever it is, right, right. This guy is a top eight shot blocker, so he's going to have a top eight shot blocking set, like that kind of idea. Um, so taking that into mind and thinking like, okay, they're probably not doing that. We have some examples where they literally aren't doing that um, on Austin FC's roster. So we'll start with. One of the biggest snubs, in my opinion, um, John Gallagher is rated 64 overall as a left back in FIFA or in EAFC. Um, you know, MLS All-Star top three fullback, you know, is rated 64 overall. Well, hold on, hold on. When you say top three fullback. In terms of elaborate his his performance this year and given like he was an all-star, mm-hmm. he has he had the stats to be voted in. He was, you know, you can assume or that use that as a metric more so to say these guys are some of the best in their position that make the. All yeah. OK, well, for a second, it just sounded like like top three in the, the league. And I love Johnny, but I don't know if he's top three. I, I, I more so meant maybe like top four in terms of there were four of four fullbacks on the roster. It's kind of what oh, I was pointing gotcha. to. Like he was voted in as one of the top four performers this season. Um, but in the, it, all that to say, like that dude's rated 64 which I think might still be his highest rating in EAFC. For John Gallagher? Like, regardless of position. I oh, think he was probably around that in the last game. I can't remember what, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't put John Gallagher on Austin FC last year in, uh, in FIFA. Uh, right. So I couldn't tell you what his ratings were. He wasn't ever starting. Maybe 62. I don't yeah, know. That sounds like about right. Around the same, but he's definitely way better now. So, like, they didn't, I don't know. It's outdated stats. Man got his weight up, too. So, facts. Another guy, though, that 
has had multiple solid seasons and is regarded as one of the better young players in the league and better midfielders in the league is our guy Danny Pereira as well. He's 66 overall, which is lower than guys like Hector Jimenez, I think. He has maybe the same rating or he's lower than Jimenez, one of the two. It makes no sense. Right. Like that, looking at that on our team, that's Danny should definitely be in the 70s. 80, bro. Yeah. Like he's one of the better midfielders, especially comparing the young people like Tiago Almada, for example, is like an 80 overall, 79 overall. Yeah. Not that he's on his level, but like, He's not 13 overall. He's higher. Yeah, right. Exactly. I hope you're listening, Danny. This one's for you, bro. All and right. They don't have, like, the, EA is not focusing on adjusting these like they are with Madden, where they have little employees to go out and be adjusters. So yeah, per team. True, it's, true, it's true. It's just going to be based off. And they're... I volunteer. I, right. That'd be fire, dude. I, I, mean, I feel like they'd probably be more inclined to do that with the players that are more used, Uh, you know, your Premier, Premier yeah, League, yeah. your... La Liga players, those are the ones that are going to get the Pro League. <laughs> <So. laughs> right, right. But it's you think they would have some sort of formula just to pull in like an, right. a, a time frame of advanced statistics to influence ratings and just like pull that from databases, whatever. Can uh, I? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's all you do. I was just going to ask. Uh, I don't know how many more uh, you had, but I wanted to kind of shift the the topic over to the the soundtrack just because i feel like for the listeners um i'm i'm curious like i know you have a background in in doing some music producing yourself yeah right and uh i'm curious to see like what just in terms of like the short amount of gameplay that we've had uh let's 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 figure out what some bops are that that uh we could probably enlighten some listeners with but that's after after whatever other oh, yeah. well, the, the last one was Kip Keller at a 56 overall. I think he's got to be at least better than that. He's one of oh, the yeah, worst dude. rated players in the league. And he started, he started games in this league and held his yeah. own for the most part, you know, other than kind of lapse mistakes. So anyway. they heard, they heard uh, he was that one that did the pass back and they yeah, were like, like, yeah, minus eight overall. Can't cross 60. <laughs> for real. But I mean, it just seems disrespectful. Like, Come on, bro. Like, give him, make him playable. Goddamn. <laughs> right, right, right. Rotation player. Give him some some sort of skill. Uh, one last thing. This is going back to Driussi. His defense, the defense rating that he was given is 32 overall, which I think is pretty disrespectful, especially given that's silly. This the system that we play where he he's pressing constantly. Yeah, he he's he's a presser, dude, and he's effective <laughs> at it, right? And I feel like that's worth at least as much as Maxi, who has like a 46 or 56 or some shit defense so like well do you think it's that whenever he gets beat he just kind of you know slams the ground and takes forever to like recover in real life sure but like there's no rate there's no i know you know number you could put on a rating to to translate that other than just being like he's a bad defender i don't know but if you look at like percentiles he's definitely not in the lower tier of defenders at you know in his position yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. it's again one of those comparison things um but yeah, let's let's talk about that that um the soundtrack and like what we're rocking with. Do do you have things to start or kind of want to I do. Uh Hillbillies with Kendrick Lamar hey. the team, bro. Yeah, that's fire. Yes, that bro. song is hot. That one is fire, dude. Um fucking I so for me like being on the alt like the indie alt wave a little bit. Um it, for those of you that know like the band The XX. 
Yep. Uh, the singer uh, Romy, she has a single out um, called The Sea uh, okay. that's on the soundtrack and it's super chill and it like it's a perfect song to fucking just like turn the windows down on your car and just like go drive in, especially in this beautiful weather that we're having right now. Yeah, um, sure, man. But it's a good one. Yeah, I feel I feel like every time I turn the game on, it just starts the soundtrack at the same spot and I hear like the same nine songs. But two that I've liked, other than the the ones you mentioned, um, there is a, a Central Sea song called Eurostar. Oh, yes. By yeah, yeah, Central yeah. Central Sea and Nino. That goes hard. It's just like, especially as we're like, you know, fucking 12 days away from London. And, mm-hmm. we're, and we're like, I'm just getting getting ready, dude. So hearing some, some UK drills is pretty fire. But also there's a song... Um, by my boy Sam Gellatry. He's a, a young producer, Assumptions, yeah. and it's a remix of it actually. But that dude goes hard if no one's ever heard of him. He's been he's been making music since he was like 15. I think he's probably 24, 25. Oh, damn. Now. I didn't realize he was that young yeah. when he was starting. Yeah, he had like yeah, a he's commercial definitely... or he had a song on an Apple commercial during the Super Bowl in like 2018 or some shit. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, so like he's been a, making music successfully for the last like eight years or so but yep. that dude goes hard that carol g song on there too is that bichotag that bichotag yeah, yeah. that's a good that's one a good too one. i just saw that list. i was like oh yeah oh, there yeah. is um i can't pronounce it because i'm pretty sure it's like portuguese or whatever um but Go for it. You try it. uh if i can find it on this list bruh uh i'm gonna be so mad i can't find it um but basically it's like a one two in the title okay uh, but it's it's got a it's got a fire beat and I it, oh, man it's gonna yeah. make me so mad that I can't. I, I've this. noticed there's a lot of like to me at least is you know I don't mm-hmm. know most of these songs like a lot of nondescript just like house bangers where it's just four on the floor like just all dance vibes which I right, like. right 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 and I have so many songs from last year's game on playlist now that I just came across mm-hmm. you know rock and manager mode for three hours yeah. fucking with my youth academy and just listening to the soundtrack on repeat being like that one's a banger. Well, you know what's so cool is I just I really appreciate that like they go out of their way to to like incorporate just like more than yeah more than just like what we're always hearing like whether that's on the radio or on TikTok or whatever but you know like it's it is yeah global is a perfect word oh dude there's a a fucking I'm pretty sure it's a Korean rap song that goes hard as shit and I need to find I don't know what it's called or who's who it's by but I remember hearing that being like whoa. This is There's, the shit of all time. <laughs> hell yeah. There was this one song that had me. It's called Running Water. It's a it's super calm vibe. Um, but it's got like a really kind of like hypno kind of trancey uh oh. kind of like beat to it. But Running Water by this artist, uh Korean artist uh, by the name of Suju. Okay. Um, and like I couldn't find it anywhere. Like I, I would go like on YouTube or whatever, and literally someone just has like their phone recording the screen yeah. in their uh, in their living room, like playing the song. And I was like, oh yes, this is it, because it's like not anywhere uh, that you would normally find song. But if you get a chance, like that's yeah, yeah. that's a good Definitely. one to fucking. I'll find fucking it. Chill. Oh, uh, and then that Mike Towers. La, yeah. la, 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 la. Yep. There's a lot of there's <laughs> that a lot one's of, a banger, like, dude. Dancey bangers like that that are fun. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to stoppage time. I mean, we can talk about ratings more, but just know that MLS isn't isn't respected in the grand scheme of the leagues in the game. It's not the focus. So, which we all of, knew. Yeah, we knew that. We, it's been that way since forever. So it's it's not it's not even in the scheme. games they're getting played, bro. Exactly. Like, come on. I just was hopeful that finally, like maybe there would be some. Now that Messi's here, but we'll see. Um, well, I guarantee you, next season is going to be different. They're all eyes are on MLS now. True. 
True. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope so. Um, moving on to stoppage time. So let's start it off with uh, something that got Twitter a little riled up today. Um, Josh Wolf seemed to be, seemed to be pretty grumpy in uh, the post match interview after the win against DC United. Um, there's you know some of the some of the reporters, our, our boy George, you know Jorge, he was talking about a little bit, referenced that he seemed to be a little disrespectful to to Eric Goodman and others. Michelle Sanchez mentioned it as well. So. Did y'all get a chance to watch that? I yeah, did. Yeah. Honestly, after uh, he mentioned it, I was like, "Well, let me go watch this." And he he was mm-hmm. a little dry with uh, Goodman, our our good, Eric, our, yeah. our good friend Goodman. Uh, he did just kind of give him some like I think he said total of like what three words yeah, in, in response. Um, and yeah, I was no, just it's like, good to win games. That was yeah. literally the quote, yep. right? And so I, I was just kind of like, "Oh," but then like I was like, "All right, let me like." Wh-. I kind of skipped through it, and I was like, "All right, fine, whatever, whatever," because uh, he was giving good answers. And I got to George, uh, and then George asks some like silly questions, and I'm like, "Oh, well, yeah, now I see why he's being a total prick." Uh, he like he literally like I imagine George is like in a certain part of the room, and he like turns his back to him and just starts drinking water, and so yeah. I, I'm imagining that he straight up just like turned his back to him. And I mean, I kind of get it. Like things are stressful right now. You're under a lot of scrutiny and you, you're not going to entertain silly questions. Yeah. And and that's the thing for me. It's like, everyone expects this, this guy to like, you know, always have on like this super media trained, you know, like persona, but it's like at the end of the day, bro, like you got your three points, like, you know you you can stay mad if you want i guess but like just know that people aren't gonna be you know rooting for you a whole lot if you keep doing that exactly they haven't been you know but yeah i'm curious i'm curious it'd be cool if if george kind of shares some of that what the vibe was like in the room leading up to that because it's only like a fucking not even 10 minute interview right and so well he like hops in the room like you know i don't think there really is much because the feed starts with him sitting down so yeah, i don't think he's like yeah i don't think there's much behind the scenes uh pre-interview i mean maybe afterwards i don't know yeah regardless if just i thought it was a, at least a little telling that that george was like oh we were having a good time before you came in here goddamn like <laughs> yeah supposed to be smiling a little bit or something and and i thought george and eric kind of had a, a fun little back and forth to kind of like push him to an answer be like you know like can't you use this moment to motivate the team and be like, yeah, let's fucking push this for the last two games. Yeah. Well, but I also think back to a uh, famous interview by one of the late great Kobe Bryant's where, you know, someone asked him, why, you know, why aren't you happy? And his answer is jobs not done. Yeah, our our right. job's not done here. Yeah. yeah okay. And Josh knows that. I think he yeah. recognizes that yeah, he knows his jobs on the line. Cause what, what is this one win matter when down the road, we lose to LAFC and we lose to San Jose. There's no point. There's no point in being excited about this game, and you know I kind of respect Josh for that because I think it shows that he's focused on the goal because he could just be over here like we won for the first time in you know, yeah two months, whatever it may be, uh, you know blah blah blah. But he's focused. I I hope at least, uh, you know, based off of what his body language said and what he, the things he said in this interview, I, I'm hoping that he is truly focused on these last two games. Yeah, same. Man. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, there was another discussion on Twitter, just and generally in MLS discourse. Um, after I believe FC Cincinnati's coach, uh, Pat Noonan, yeah, Pat yeah. Noonan was saying that, um, to him, the supporter shield is what matters most, uh, in MLS. Like, MLS Cup is great and all, but, um, 
if you went supporter shield, you won the league in his mind, uh, in, in his own words. So what do y'all think is more important? I guess kind of, let's keep it short, but supporter shield or MLS cup, which one would you rather have? Paul, I'll start with you. This is such a hard question to keep short, but if I had a, if you want my opinion, it would be the MLS cup. Okay. Just because it's the best of the best facing off and it's the, the I mean, it, just the, just the long grind of it all. I mean, the, the supporter shield is one thing because you're, you're constantly like trying to stay up top of the entire league mm-hmm. uh, for a given period of time. But I mean, the cup at the end of the day, I mean, the league anywhere you go is the one that is like the the king trophy to, to lift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it just for me, I look at every other league and there's no real playoffs in the most of these premier top flight leagues. Uh, so the supporter shield is honestly to me what would be the championship in any other league uh you know kind of like what arsenal can't achieve because they just Ooh, tough shit <laughs> Ooh, tough. now i think that the american sports fan in me is like oh cool like you you finish the season then you go to the playoffs and whoever wins the playoffs is the champion right like i understand the reasoning behind that nmls um for the american fan base but also too looking at you know like international soccer in that way and and like lojo mentioned the prem the top flight leagues they're already the top. They're the pinnacle. So whoever yeah. wins the grind of the 38, uh, 38 game season or whatever it is, wherever you are, um, that's who's the champion because there's already other games happening throughout. There's other tournaments happening throughout. That's other hardware. So it's like, can you balance all of this and still come out on top and dominate who are the best teams in that country? Right. So I think I, a little bit of both, I would say though, like I like the idea of the supporter shield, and if we want to be taken seriously as a league in the international scope, right? Mm-hmm. I think Supporter Shield needs to end up being that the cup, you know? Um, yeah. Especially too, if we want to prioritize international play and playing against other champions in our region and make yeah, continental play. Important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or con- yeah, yeah. continental play. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. The, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest obstacle to that would be, of course, having to play just a non conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, game that we'd have to probably split it evenly, which is hard to do in the That's USA. Yeah. Uh, yep. you know, instead of East West, you know, geographically, it's just difficult to do. Um, I mean, you have to split it into two different seasons or two different, you know, cups or supportership. I love Liga and Mekis. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that's a good way of doing it. Um, but that's where re- really what you'd have to do to assimilate with top flight football in other countries. For sure. No, I hear that. Yep. Uh, well, let's move on to the next thing. So uh, VAR, it's a big discuss- topic of discussion right now. Um, a so glad. controversial call in the Liverpool Spurs game. Uh, what was that? Like three days ago? Yeah, no, that was week. that happened on, was that Sunday? Saturday? Yeah, yeah. so on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Sunday. A controversial call in that game. Um, a, a goal was ruled. Uh, not a goal when it should have been a goal. The call was, it was a goal, but it was offside. They do the check. They talk through it. There's miscommunication. They end up saying like, yeah, the call in the field stands. And the, the, uh, the refs are like, uh, what, wait, no wrong call. Like that yeah. was a goal. It, it was onside. You were supposed to say overturn the the offside call. It is a goal. Anyway, I think if you're going to overanalyze and use VR this often, you should be able to also put out and show what you're going through in these processes. I mean, just give full transparency. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, transparency bit is is huge. Transparency. What I say, transparency. Yeah. Transparency. Clarity. Transparency. I, I like. Yeah. Whatever. I'm making new words here. Facts. And they're making new rules in England. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey yo. <laughs> they need to make a new rule though. That's been a big topic of discussion in that that you know the the VAR ref is saying like it, it's too late. It's done. Like I already fucked up. It's done. I can't change it. Yeah. I, a lot of people are calling for it. it's like no, you fucked up egregiously, and you're gonna have to show that you did. So just correct it in the moment. No one's gonna get mad are as mad as they are now knowing that you fucked up and couldn't do anything about it. So it's yeah. an interesting point of conversation. And a lot of players have a lot of opinions. I know captain America himself was saying, get rid of VAR goal line technology is helpful, but VAR just makes it more difficult. Blah, blah. Yeah. So, I, I would probably like to limit the things we go to VAR for. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if we're going to just, just limit the reasons you go to VAR. Um, well, I think a goal by itself theoretically should be one of those things right you know um i think it should like, be able to be fixed though if homeboy yeah. made that mistake and exactly it, exactly no, i stop fully the game agree again on that. and say my bad i fucked up you can dock my pay or suspend me for three games or whatever the thing is but i messed up i want to make it right we're good move on it's a goal yeah. so um staying across the pond our boy robert sanchez who's been given a lot of flack not only by like the top commentators and top minds in English football, but by our, by us ourselves, um, he has the best state percentage in the prem right now. Um, so and just Paul, to confirm with everyone else, this is Chelsea's number one goalkeeper, yes, yes, Robert you. Sanchez. Yeah. Um, they already know this. They know the deal. True. Air Sanchez, bro. <laughs> Paul, Paul, what does this mean in your eyes? When everybody's calling for his job saying we need to upgrade a keeper and it turns out that he has the best state percentage in the league. I mean, it's just, it, it means that like he, he's got to keep going. Like he's still the top, top dog uh, right now. Uh, I know it's not pretty on the eye test, but I mean, he's, he's the guy that's still, you know, back there with the defenders and all that stuff passing it, yeah. but you know, um, yeah, yeah, good on him. I think a lot of the flack we've seen it and that we were talking ourselves was when the ball's at his feet, when we're playing out of the back that way. At exactly. Yeah. Those tra- um, that's where uh, those decisions. mistakes were happening. Luckily they didn't turn to goals because the defense responded quickly, but that was where a lot of the frustration frustration was from. I think not many people are referencing his shot blocking skills as a negative. So yeah, but it's just interesting, you know, to, to get that much flack when you have the highest save percentage and you're at the back of the second best or the second, um, the second best events in the league in terms of goals allowed, right? We, the right. Well, and it's easy right now to like dig on Chelsea, right? Because only two league wins right now, you know, like feel free to yeah. kick us while we're down, but bro, just wait, you know? Yeah. We're going to be cooking. Yeah. Uh, coming back to MLS, we'll do a little two for one here. Cause kind of the same, same vibe, but um, both Ilya San- Sanchez and Andre Blake of LAFC and Philly respectively have referenced the tough schedule and the um, frustrations around scheduling in MLS this year. Um, what are y'all's thoughts about that? How, how do we how do we address the scheduling and fix it? We get rid of a month long in season tournament when we already have playoffs. I mean, that's just a shot. I, I I told you guys this previously. I would be totally okay if Leagues Cup never happened again. And if you want to have anything like that, just have a, you know an extended. Campeones Cup, you know, four top four teams each Liga Mekis, uh, MLS, duke it out, single elimination. Um, but other than that, I could go without the month long tournament. Right, right. 
That's a very popular opinion, by the way, Lojo. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, no, you're super popular actually. Um, <laughs> and, but I think to a lot of, to your point, like a lot of people feel this way. Um, it, it honestly was kind of like a slap in the face to a lot of like U.S. soccer supporters, you know, to try and throw this on on top of an already congested, you know, MLS season. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, you could see it like with the players, man. Like, I just I feel bad for them. I really do because it's like as a fan, I like ingesting all of this football and and you know getting to support my teams and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, man, like these these players go through a lot, and and you yeah. know it's up to you know, the medical staffs and the, and the coaching and all that stuff to keep them healthy. And yep. it gets harder with the fatigue. Definitely, man. You, you, they squeeze a lot of games in that month too. You know, there's yeah two full leagues of teams playing each other. It's 50 teams essentially. Um, yeah. They just have to squeeze a lot, but of they games. get paid money though. True. The league, the leagues make a lot of money and they're trying to expand it too. Right. They're trying to add Cut like Costa Rica out, and, and other leagues as well. Oh, so we're going to have, Two Concacaf Champions League. There, like, there was some talk about that. I, I might have misspoke on uh, countries, but get get this shit out of my MLS. Bro. I'm just but I mean, yeah, it's just it's it makes the actual MLS season that much more too congested, long. So. Yeah, yeah, and the fans man. aren't fucking watching after the first week because their team's out. So it's like, like yeah. Austin fans. Yeah, it's like I'm not. I'm, I'll keep up with the score, sure, just because we have to talk about it on a podcast. But other than that, I like, think what saved it was Messi being in it this year. That's what true. saved the league's cup. Yeah, was his arrival. One hundred percent, dude. Great point. Yeah, it was his debut. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's yeah. wrap it up. We've had enough discussion about that. Um, we appreciate y'all kicking up with us on this week's episode of the Very Dependent Podcast. I've been Logan. Catch me on Twitter at LowBarVHLM. I am Logan Jones. You can find me at the Lolo Jones. And I am not in Lobar's uh, bedroom right now, but I'm Paul. And you can catch me at Paul Andrew FC. FOMO FC, a.k.a. Government Name. Damn, not the FOMO. Oh, choices were made. Anyway, uh, make sure to keep the chatter going online by following at the Very Dependent on Twitter. Um, We appreciate y'all. Always. Yeah. Keep listening, please. <laughs> no, we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. That's an episode. Bye. 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 Good stuff. I liked it. Oh, why are you screaming at me? Oh, my God.